Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. I'm James. And I am Michael. Ah, uh, we're all on good microphones this week. Yay. Yay. <laughs> you sound wonderful. Yeah, just in time for us to get that echo software to remove your echo. There's no more echo. Excellent. That's true. <laughs> I did. I did pay because you never know in the future. You know, it's just good to have it. But yes, I am uh, back on a normal mic and I will be on the normal mic going forward. So it's very, very exciting. Uh, I am staring at the largest microphone right in the center of my face. I can't even see the screen. And I'm ready for all that beautiful non-Animal Crossing news, Christina, because, you know, we always got Animal Crossing news. But I like our new segments, by the way, in our show notes. It's literally two chunks, by the way, people. It's non-Animal Crossing news, Animal Crossing news. (laughs) So I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the world does seem to revolve around Animal Crossing right now, which is not a bad thing. But yes, there are other things happening beyond that. One. Example is uh, apparently Nintendo accounts are being hacked since April 1st. This has been happening and it wasn't until this past Friday, April 24th, where Nintendo finally responded to it and addressed it. Um, But basically what was happening is hackers were using Nintendo network IDs to access accounts. Now, these network IDs were created mostly for people who had um, the 3DS or Wii U consoles. Now, Nintendo Switch users, they don't really necessarily have to have a nintendo network id or anything they just we just all set up our accounts with our email and password um so it seems that these network ids are being attached to how the hackers are getting access to the accounts and um people have started getting uh login notices or emails saying that you know there was an attempted login and hackers are able to play other people's games see individuals date of birth country or region and email addresses now nintendo when they did make their announcement they said that credit card information was not exposed but if you do have um for example like a paypal or some other way of payment set up through your account then people are like these hackers are able to buy things through their account so in some cases a lot of people are seeing their money used for um fortnite v bucks I, w- I will say that I am looking right here in my accounts.nintendo.com linked accounts, Nintendo network ID, totally linked. Ah, what do yeah, I do? Mine's linked as well. Ah, every- why I have so many things linked. Why can you link an Apple account? That doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, I, I was just I checked into it as well. And I have uh, I have three I have Twitter, Google and, and Nintendo network, but I don't even know how to unlink that i don't know where to go for a nintendo network i never use it for anything so i'm not really sure how to address that and and they do say to set up that two-step authentication okay do i have to dig out my 3ds to make this happen i'm really yeah they don't really explain how to do that and and that's the second like hurdle people are starting to run into is they're like okay so Nintendo is basically recommending to set up the two-factor authentication, but not giving people any information on how to do this at Mm. all. Apparently, it's an app that you have to download on your phone, and then you do it that way. So whenever you want to log in, they send you a passcode. So it's it's really simple, but Nintendo's not offering any information up front of how to do this. So people are getting really frustrated. And they're also frustrated that it took Nintendo almost a month to even say anything about it. They were completely silent while this was going on. A lot of people were on Twitter posting, you know, people are buying things in Fortnite. What's going on? And complete silence on Nintendo's end. So, well, had they just come to the Nintendo Dispatch, your local security experts, 
I already got you covered. Listen, all you got to do is go to accounts.nintendo.com slash federation. You can uncheck those checkboxes and just remove all those links. Boom. Number one, solved. Number two, go get yourself a two-factor authentication app. Duh, come on, get it. You can get Authy, you can get Google Authenticator. You need two-factor authentication on everything in your entire life because nothing is safe ever. Nothing is ever safe. Nothing is safe. So you go to then accounts.nintendo.com slash security, and on the very bottom there, you'll see two-step verification settings. Go ahead and set that puppy up, and you'll be safe and smooth sailing going forward, people. There you go. Problem solved. I just unchecked mine. Problem solved. No, I'm <laughs> not even solved. worried about Done. it anymore. <laughs> Never use this anyway, yeah. so yeah. problem is solved. I think I have like three apps that do the two-step on there. One for Blizzard. I have the Google one. Mm. I have a bunch of others. Wouldn't it be crazy if Nintendo used their own app for something like that? That would be amazing, <laughs> but okay. Uh, yeah. I guess, I guess you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, it is what it is. Authentication is terrible. You definitely should have that for everything, though. I completely agree. Now, moving on to a little bit brighter news. I got to go to something super duper cool online, digital, socially distanced from the entire world. It was the Fortnite and Travis Scott presented or present, if you will, astronomical tour in a way. Uh, This was really, really cool. This was very similar to the marshmallow event that Fortnite did previously. But I'm going to say five billion times cooler. And here's why. Uh, I'm a big Travis Scott fan myself, so this is right up my alley. Uh, and in this, uh, astronomical is, is is sort of like astro and all these things are like kind of a, a metaphor and sort of a lot of his music and his last album. And what they did is uh, they did this five times, five or six times uh, between the 23rd and the 25th. So if you miss it, you can go check it out online. But being able to participate was really cool. You hop on uh, to an, uh, a match where you can, you know, Basically, you can do a team rumble, but it doesn't really matter because none of the none of the kills are worth anything. So you're just kind of running around, basically just racking up XP, which is kind of fun. And then there's a big countdown um, stage. It's like Travis Scott. Next thing, five minutes, 10 minutes, just counting down, counting down. And then it's bananas for the next 10 minutes. It's only 10 minutes, which is kind of sad. But for the next 10 minutes, everything in the entire game changes like this huge orb world from the sky comes down into it and then this huge larger than life travis scott appears like rapping um each song is about like two minutes he did about five of them it's obviously all pre-recorded which is kind of like whatever but still kind of cool it doesn't matter um there's a brand new track premiered but like the world and everything around you like transform like you were like underwater like like you are jumping and everything's bouncy and like there's a huge amusement park that spawns around you and then vanishes and then you shoot up into the sky and then you're like in the stars and like everything is transforming nonstop gravity, zero gravity, like in and out. It, it's bananas, right? It's it was so cool. I wish I could take video on my switch, but then my switch doesn't let you take video. So I, I took a bunch of screenshots and tweeted them out from the account. Uh, it was fun. You also got a bunch of free outfits, emotes, a bunch of cool Travis Scott stuff, but it was it was really, really cool. Like it, it was an event. Uh, it, I was, I was sitting there on the couch and, uh, Heather was, uh, sewing us masks and I'm like, can I watch this Travis Scott thing on the Fortnite? And she's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. And she's like, sure. She kind of, she said, sure. Whatever. But she's like, sure. Like those words don't make any sense. Um, and then she kept staring over me and I was on the couch. I was like, Whoa, Oh my God. Yes. You know what I mean? I was, I was very much into it. So it was the coolest thing ever. And you all missed out. So. 
Yeah, I watched the the video for it. I mean, they, they it was pretty amazing. I like any of these live events, like you said, with Marshmallow, and then we had Star Wars, and any any of these live events are just so different. It's something that we're not used to, or at least maybe growing to be used to them now. But so cool, so great that they do this kind of stuff, and uh, I I, w- I want to see this keep happening, and not even not even quarantine related stuff. It's just really cool to have games any game but four day in particular has been kind of leading the way with this where you can come together have these giant crazy group events sometimes they have little hiccups and and whatnot but for the most part everything runs pretty smooth how how was this one i know when they had like the big season one to season two you couldn't really get in you couldn't experience it a lot of the time Mm -hmm. was there any of that with this like long wait lines or anything like that no, it's pretty solid. I hopped nice. on and there was maybe I hopped on maybe around it was at three I hopped on at 245. There was about a two minute wait. I hopped in a game and it just sort of happened. It, it wasn't cool. All, all the music, there was definitely some stuttering, some things like that. But no, the audio wasn't impacted at all. Like, you know, my character mm-hmm. a little bit jumpy, but really, I would say negligible only because at that time, your character is doing all sorts of crazy stuff, right? You're hopping and popping all over the world. So, um, yeah, I would say overall really solid and uh, I'm into it. And I love that this is still it's not even it's not like limited to people with battle pass. It's not limited to anybody that wants to play this game. The free yeah. game that we mentioned can experience that. I think that's so cool. I think it's so great cool. that they did that. And uh, it's nice that it, it worked pretty flawlessly for you. I didn't hear too many people having issues. At least I didn't see a whole lot of reports on it like I did with the season one to season two sort of thing. But that's awesome. I'm I'm hoping they keep doing that stuff. Now, another thing that we thought was potentially over is coming back again. Splatoon 2, it was announced a while back that you know, Splatfest wasn't getting any more support. We weren't going to see that happening. And now we have word that we're getting a Splatfest again. It is happening. And this is kind of correlating with a Splatoon 2 demo, which is coming out. So I think that's really cool. This is very, very interesting that they're doing this now of all times. I'm wondering, I'm thinking, are we getting some sort of mention of a Splatoon 3? Are they trying yeah. to get interest back in this? Let's that's it. what it feels like, right? I'm ready. So <laughs> Splatoon 2 demo will be free of course and it's going to be available april 29th u.s channels are already promoting the demo it's a seven day or it's a demo but you're going to get a seven day trial of the switch online with it so that's fantastic if you don't already have switch online here's a reason to to get it if you want to be playing splatoon 2 but there is no information yet on whether or not this is going to be in europe as well they just don't it hasn't been promoted i'm assuming it will be but nothing official has come out about that and in with this we're going to get another splatfest it's coming back april 21st it's the ketchup and mayo one which we already had but that's fine it's it doesn't really matter if it's already happened once they're saying that it's very contentious and they need to do it twice because it was such a big battle. It's which, ketchup. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's ketchup. Ketchup, ketchup is the uh, answer. It isn't a big battle. It's ketchup always over mayo. Oh, mayo's whatever. gross. It's like, mayo what, gross. what even is mayo? Ugh. And I don't honestly know who would choose team mayo to be on. What, it's so limiting in what you can put it on. It's disgusting. But anyway, that's a side conversation. You can you can hit us up on Dispatch. I need to uh, have that side conversation very quickly. Mayonnaise is amazing. It's no, eggs it's and oil. It's, and you can make so many sauces on it and no. put it on so many sandwiches. No. Do you know what tartar sauce is? Yeah, Mayo? but it's not better than Ugh. ketchup. If you, yeah. if you just look at I the two, is. ketchup is a better condiment. There's like, mm. the, it's not even, it's not even open for discussion. I'm not putting. What can you put ketchup on? 
everything. 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 Oh. Mail on everything. Nothing. No, yeah. nothing. You can put ketchup on burgers, hot dogs, and French fries. Listen, Eggs? if I if I'm in France, <laughs> if I'm in France and I'm getting some frites, then yes, I'll get a little mayo all up in there because that's it's literally from Spain and France, and that's where I'll eat the mayo because it, culturally that's where it's from and it's delicious there. But in America, no. Here's the problem: is that we were just born and raised. No, it's, it's no, it's not. That's a lie. Just because we're in America doesn't no. mean it's as good as everywhere else. Christina. I would say mayo <laughs> is a good ingredient to be added into things. It is not a good condiment. It's not yeah, meant to be its own thing. No. I think mayo's kind of got this greasiness to it. Sure, yeah, mix it in oil. with stuff. <laughs> exactly. But well, ketchup just, oh. is 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 Tomato. used as like it enhances something. For me, mayo is an ingredient. That's like just saying, you know, whatever. It's it's an ingredient that's meant to be mixed in with yeah. stuff. You know what I think would be interesting is to see and I think this would be visually more interesting just because I know what the game is like. If it was team mustard versus team ketchup. I think they had Why that didn't one they as do well. That? I, oh. I could have swore there was a mustard ketchup one, but I could be wrong. It may have always been mayo ketchup, but mayo could be more international. I, I don't know. I don't know why the this was such a contentious mix up. But uh, for me, it's ketchup. And maybe it was two. Th- I'd be really interested to see because I didn't look this up ahead of time. But I would really be interested to see what it was originally. Ketchup mayo was it a, a one to three, were. one to two? Yeah, like mm-hmm. was it just like we are on the podcast, or was there more to yeah. it? But I'm I'm team ketchup. I would have to absolutely be team ketchup. But uh, we'll have to see. Maybe you have to jump into the uh, the Splatfest there, Christina, and represent. Well, now team that mayo. they have a free demo, I mean, yeah, and I just talked it up. I feel like I yeah. have to. <laughs> it, it is an absolute, and if you haven't played it, because you you kind of missed that boat on that, because you yeah, got your came switch a little, a little bit later. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely say that you should play this demo and see what you think of the game. It is, it's. I, I went into this not thinking I would enjoy it, and I ended up spending a lot of time playing Splatoon mm-hmm. 2. I, I really enjoyed it. I think it's different, and it's very Nintendo in the way they do it. So absolutely, if you missed it the first time around, if you are new to the Nintendo Switch, definitely get in on this demo and play it and throw your hat into the ring with the, the Splatfest. So the Splatfest kicks off May 22nd at 3 p.m. and ends the 24th at 3 p.m. PM. So you have your chance. Christina, get in there and represent Team Mayo. We will be firmly will on Team Ketchup. And uh, we'll see. Best May the best condiment win. In non-controversial news, uh, <laughs> Reggie himself. I like how we just report on Reggie, even though he has nothing to do with Nintendo anymore, except for He's everything basically the fourth he member of Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo Dispatch. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Uh, Reggie fils he um, gives a lot of talks now, and in, in fact, a, a lot of universities, a lot of other things, a lot on leadership, because he's been uh, through the gamut of all sorts of different companies beyond even Nintendo. Uh, surprisingly, this uh, playlist uh, of um, kind of clips from one of his talks at the Cornell campus, which was the Dyson Leadership Program, um, they sort of invite people to come and give talks on, on leadership. Uh, this was uh, at the end of last year, surprisingly, but he only just now tweeted about it, and which is the only time, like, I'm not, like, following Cornell University on YouTube, uh, but this was really great. The 12 clips are, you know, about 30 to two minutes in length, uh, 30 seconds to two minutes in length, I should say, so you can get through this in 15, uh, 16 minutes, and they're clips from his talk on different uh, principles and leadership and, and how he, different, you know, aspects of Nintendo, but beyond Nintendo. And, and then he also did some Q&A um, with some of the students, which was fun. 
uh, as a new manager now, I thought this was uh, quite um, fun to, 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 to listen to and some of the team building things that he did. Uh, I would love to, to see some of his um, talks and, and some from his background where he's been uh, very fascinating. So if you're into that sort of stuff, you just want to see Reggie talk about leadership and Nintendo at the same time. Um, it's a good little watch. So go give that a go give that a link and uh, a watch in the in the show notes. We'll link that up. I saw one that had a title and it was um, choosing your starter in Smash Brothers. That's and true. I was in- interested in seeing how he was going to twist that into some sort of leadership thing. <laughs> he uh, a bunch of them at the end were like Q&A and they were most mm. like someone someone asked, like, what's your favorite game is? What's your main in Smash? So only like the first seven are, are, are leadership. But then he does in the Q&A, he, he does talk about quite quite some of that stuff. The main mm-hmm. he does not talk about leadership at all. Kind of. He does talk about why he picks Peach and why she's a she's a boss and, and, and stuff like that. So but <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty good. Well, now let's let's do this. Let's go into Animal Crossing news. It's time. We, we've made it. I'm ready. Uh, so jumping off, we have some numbers that came back for the physical num- the physical selling numbers for Animal Crossing New Horizons, and the it was the best selling physical game of March 2020. Now Nintendo doesn't necessarily do a g- great job of tracking their digital purchases, um, but we do have information on that later. Uh, it became the second best-selling game of 2020 so far. Again, this is the physical release. And it says that the launch month dollar sales of Animal Crossing New Horizons have exceeded the lifetime sales of all other franchise titles, which is huge. Yeah, Very that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Now, like Christina said, Nintendo uh, doesn't release the digital tracking numbers. However, mm-hmm. our good friends over at Nielsen, um, specifically Super Data Research, that's a cool name for a company. Uh, it's better than Nielsen, I think. Super Data. Uh, they do track uh, digital game sales, things like that. Now, they mostly do these, I believe, via survey data, things like that. Nielsen is a company that tracks all of your TV watching, if you're ever curious. They are the ones that do that. But Super Data, they do a bunch of stuff in the digital realm, specifically with video games as well. So for March 2020, they came out with a report about top PC games, console, and mobile. And what do you know? Animal Crossing New Horizons tops the charts globally on top of FIFA, MLB, Doom, Call of Duty, all that shenanigans, even Fortnite. They track downloads there. Um, what's amazing about this is that they are saying that Animal Crossing has sold more digital units in a single month, over 5 million digital copies than any other console game in history. I'll read that again. It has sold 5 million copies, which is more digital units than any console game in history. I mean, previously it was held by Call of Duty Black Ops 3. It's crazy. It's bananas. Um, Anyways, here's another fact for you that's even crazier is that New Horizons roughly matched the first month of digital sales of Smash Brothers Ultimate and Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield put together. Jeez. Boom. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. What, what were we amazing. saying earlier? The, the right game, the right time. <laughs> right game, right time. Stay inside. Yeah. Stay safe. People wash your hands for 20 seconds. I just <laughs> double checked too that just the number of of switches that have been sold so far and i think the number at the moment is 53 million so at least 10 and a half percent of all switch owners have this game i I mean it's only been a month (laughs) every time i jump on on and see my friends they're all playing it or at least have it that i know of and 
we were we were just talking about this a little bit before we started recording, and it's it blows my mind. I realized that there was a huge demand for this game. People were very excited for this game. You know, I think we discussed it, and it it, it was lukewarm for the majority of us on the podcast. We were interested, and it mm-hmm. looked okay, but there wasn't a need. There wasn't like you know who would have thought. But it blows my mind that with the caliber of games the Switch has, first party titles. That Animal Crossing is there. I I never thought there was that sort of hunger for this game, you know, with Zelda and Mario. But wow, it it I I think it is it is right time right time right place, you know, for this game. And mm-hmm. the demand was high. It had been a long time since people had gotten it. So good for them. This is amazing. And I'm it, it makes me so excited because I think with that amount of people playing, we're gonna get so much. Um, content, I believe, for this. We're going to see so much happening mm-hmm. for this game. And we already are. Animal Crossing has gotten their first big free update with version 1.2. And this came with a bunch of stuff people were complaining about initially saying, wow, you know, New Leaf had some stuff. Why aren't we getting that in this version? This is the new and greatest and latest version of the game. Why don't we have it? It turns out we are getting it. So in this new update, we've got Leaf and Red now on our island. If you're not familiar, Leaf, as Mott said, is a sloth. He's super excited, I'm sure, to finally have the sloth on his island. Leaf is a gardening shop. He's like apparently does all like gardening type stuff. So now you have the gardening shop available on your island where you can buy flowers, but I would say more importantly, you can buy shrubs, which is fantastic. I got shrubs yeah. all over the place on my island now, just looking <laughs> amazing. Yeah, who would have thought that you know this would be a game changer? Would be one shrub to the island mix. <laughs> I'm so excited for this, and I love that these are also seasonally based, right? So right now we've got I don't know what it was, hydrangea or whatever the shrub is is flowering, but there was also holly. So during Christmas we'll be able that'll There's start be a flowering. Bunch, yeah. yeah, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that this is happening. I'm so excited. Then we have more seasonal events, which I think keep the game fresh, keep the game fun. Uh, we are currently in the middle of Nature Day. Obviously, we, we this is from I, the time of the podcast till May 4th. We're going to be able to plant bushes and shrubs and plants and flowers and all of that moving trees and, and all of these different things add to you getting more nook miles which i think is fantastic i always want more nook miles i'm mm-hmm. currently banking them like crazy i've got like forty-five thousand nook miles so i'm just kind of putting those bad boys away and uh after that we're gonna have may day tour which is may 1st to the 7th this is gonna allow us a one-time may day ticket so you leave from your airport just like you would with a nook you know ticket and you're gonna go to a new mystery island this is unlike any of the other islands that we've been to it's limited time one use only and apparently while you're there you're going to see a special visitor that uh, fans of the series will be familiar with i'm personally not i maybe mots can speak to that but i don't know this this character so i'm excited to see who it is i'm excited to visit this person and, and see what they have to offer Then we have International Museum Day, which is from May 18th until the 31st. You get to talk to Blathers, and you're going to participate in a stamp rally. Now, the stamps, you're going to go around your museum, and I'm hoping it's other museums. I hope I can visit Mm, your museums because you guys may have got stuff that I didn't, you know. So I'm hoping that you can come to my museum. I go to your museum. We collect these stamps, and those stamps will be used for... 
uh, in-game rewards. That hasn't been specified yet. We don't know what that means yet, but I'm excited for any reward. I'm all about it. I want to collect stamps. I like doing this kind of stuff in real life, so I'm excited to do it in Animal Crossing. I am one of those dorks that will run around Disney and try to get stamps if I can do it. I am. I'm all part of it. So that's kind of like this for me. And they are saying that that means if if it's a stamp-based thing based on what you have in your museum, if you haven't already been, get collecting those fish, the fossils, the bugs, and now the art, get collecting all of it because you're going to get stamps based on what you have. And then the last one for June is the wedding season. So if you haven't already gone to Harvey's Island, which I've gone, I think, once, but if you haven't already gone to Harvey's Island, he's a photographer. You basically use his house as a studio and you can set up all kinds of uh, different uh, environments and take photos and I don't know, send them to your friends. Well, now you get to go there and take photos of Reese and Cyrus because they're recently married. They need wedding photos. And if you do take those photos and apparently maybe they're liked or I don't know, you you do some sort of checklist for it, you will get wedding themed uh, tokens of gratitude. Now, personally, I do not have a wedding section on my island, but I have seen a lot of people that have created these sort of wedding party little areas on their island. So I think they would be excited for this, but I'm not a big wedding season person. I don't I don't really go to Harvey's Island and take photos. So this one's not necessarily for me. This feels a little uh, Easter event to me, kind of like I don't really want to collect these things, but we'll see. Maybe there's going to be something cool. And then, as I mentioned, there is a new update to the museum. You can now collect and display artwork, which I think is really, really, really cool. Basically, when Red comes to your island, you have a little bit of back and forth with them. That initiates him giving you some artwork. You go and give that to Blathers. Blathers says, oh, my goodness, we need a place to show this. And then it'll prompt an upgrade to the museum. So once the museum is open... Then Red will now let you on his boat and you can start buying artwork and displaying it on the in the museum gallery, which is so cool. But that's not my favorite part. My favorite part is that Red is a smuggler and he's going to try to give you forged uh, artwork, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to look at the artwork. You have to literally look at the artwork and look <laughs> to see if it's a forgery. I think that is awesome and wonderful. I went and looked at the his tugboat to this morning and was looking at some of the artwork and... It's awesome. It's so cool that you have to kind of look online and say, okay, I know this painting. Like the one he gives you, I was familiar with. So I already knew, like, I know that painting, but I don't, I haven't seen what the difference is, like a forgery versus the real thing. So I don't know how, like how, you know, what am I looking for necessarily? Once I figure out like the level of forgery, I mean, is it a matter of, oh, here it is the painting and here is like, it's like a pencil sketch. Then I'll understand like, okay, there's a, there's a big, you'll know the difference, but I don't know how different it it looks. So I'm excited to see, I'm excited to see this. And I love, you know, the museum is also already so beautiful and so informative and so cool that I'm, I'm excited for the art aspect of it to be added in there. And I think this is such a fun, neat addition to the game that I was not aware of. Like I said, I'm coming into this. I might as well have never played any Animal Crossing before. So coming into this very fresh, it's it's really fun for me. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see all this this stuff. Yeah, I'm excited for the forgery thing a lot too. I was looking at someone who compared, um, was it the Mona Lisa? Mm-hmm. And 
at first I thought, oh, no, this this isn't a forgery because you think when they took the photo and they put it in the game, you know, things are going to happen, like things are going to get warped weird or whatever. But mm. her face looks kind of different. So you really had to be really critical about it. And I didn't think that it like that was going to be an issue. I thought maybe it would be like a color would be really obviously different, but it's mm-hmm. kind of subtle. So you have to really pay attention to the details Never of the mind. paintings, which is super cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've read, I, I have seen that comparison in, in, in it. Mona Lisa looks like she got a facelift basically. Like her eyebrows are <laughs> a little bit higher and like, She's but like it's, part it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> subtle though, where you could say, yeah, that's the Mona Lisa, but it's a game version of it. Well, that's mm-hmm. these these game versions are very much the accurate representation of the painting. I've heard that there's things where maybe the hands may be switched on certain paintings. And it's like, man, I need to see this firsthand so I can really see how <laughs> different they are because that's crazy to me. I, I'm excited yeah. for that. I think these quality of life updates and this this these events are so cool. Um, in addition to all of the fun stuff we got, we did get some in-game economy fine-tuning happening. Uh, as a lot of people know, you have Tarantula Island where you can go and you can mass harvest all of the tarantulas and sell those for giant bells. You can jump across different people's um, islands and sell your turnips. But apparently when you would put those in your savings account, you were gaining interest on the stuff. This was something I had no idea was even happening. I never even paid attention. A lot of times you'll get an email saying, Apparently, Christina got an email saying she got interest on something. I probably did as well, but I go through those emails so quick. I just like basically spam a button and don't really look at any of it. So I didn't know I was gaining interest, but that interest has now been decreased. So whatever you have in your savings, you're still gaining interest, but it's a lower rate now. And they've said, in addition to that adjustment, data miners have found that the spawn rates for the bugs, the high paying bugs has been lowered. So now you can't go to an island and just create your own tarantula island um, and basically just come back with a whole group of tarantulas. I mean, you could, but it'll probably take double or triple the time now. So they're trying to make these adjustments just so people are not, you know, blowing out their bank accounts and and making it some level of, of challenge there now. So I think that's fine. I mean, we can all expect there to be fine tuning and adjustments made. I think it's a little different for this because it's essentially a solo first a solo game so i don't know if they're if they're okay with time hopping i i I don't know i guess i don't really understand why they're why they care about the the economy in the game but i think maybe it does correlate to real world money like we mentioned last week people going on um you know ebay and selling villagers Mm. and selling stuff like that and that kind of goes into having real money involved so maybe that's why they're fine-tuning it just so that you know that doesn't happen They're doing it to deter people from time hopping because if you can just time hop to nighttime to get a bunch of tarantulas and sell them, you're going to have a lot more money than a person who doesn't time hop. So I think that's why they're trying to do it. Yeah. That's a good take on it. Sure. Yeah. And I don't know. I think they do discourage time hopping in general because in the past Animal Crossings, if you time hopped, I mean, the game got very upset with you just in general. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can't stop it, right? Because there's a clock and you can adjust the clock, right? Unless it was going to be a real world sink and then there's problematic parts with that too. But yeah, I mean, it's a shame. But I would love if they if if Nintendo took a hard stance. I mean, we've talked about it. We don't time hop. We don't need to get all that. But it would be so funny to me if Nintendo took a hard stance on this and they had it so that you jumped into the future of your game and melt your met your future self. (laughs) And they were like, it was like a thing. Decrepit and mad and angry. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Terrible. And then it has like some sort of it causes some sort of rift in time and the game just like (laughs) 
it goes out it would be like that would be the ultimate punishment for time overs there's like line it's yeah, just there's like a real, over is on the screen. <laughs> yeah, there's like a real risk in meet in doing time hop because you could meet oh, yourself and that would end the game. Oh my I w- goodness. I will say that I definitely noticed that there are a lot less peacock butterflies because they were my favorite and they sell for mm. a decent amount of bells. And I would just go all over because I had blue flowers everywhere. They would always mm. show up. Mm. And I noticed there are a lot less of them. So when I read this, I was yep this happened <laughs> I, I feel like i'm getting more insects all over my island but maybe not those specific ones that could be it too. it's just like I, evened I, out now too uh, so say you didn't get um the the grasshopper things what are they locusts the, no they're, they're oh. locusts right now <laughs> not grasshoppers yet um but there's a lot more locusts in the game than there were before so i think everything has the same uh, exact spawn right now like it's not like one has a higher one and one has a lower one. It's all the same. So I don't. Yeah, I think stink bugs had like a huge bump in theirs by some crazy mm-hmm. amount. I think it was double now. So you're going to definitely see some stuff that you weren't seeing and other things, you know, will be going down, which is it's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited for all of it. More Animal Crossing all the time. Yeah, I've been checking every single day. I mean, that's that's what we do. We we have my morning ritual, go check my turn up prices mm-hmm. and then afternoon, you know, do some some rearranging, do some stuff and plan. Uh, I'm excited. I mean, soon I won't need to probably check my turn up price as much once my app's done. It's very, very close. People I mentioned it before. We'll have a big reveal on hopefully next week's podcast. We'll see. Or the week. Nice. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, takes, if only there time. was an app that we could keep track of our turn up prices. I'm, I'm so excited. But I will say <laughs> um, Heather has successfully got a Nana on her island. She did. Um, she had to. She had to tap the amiibo multiple days, make things for her, but then she moved there. So now we both have a Nana on our island. So very nice. excited about that. The little follow up mm. from last week. But yeah, that's it. And that's the news, people. We did it. News. <laughs> and that moves us on to the top 10 bestsellers of the week. First, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Second, Just Dance 2020. Third, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Fourth, Minecraft. Fifth, Celeste. Sixth, Monopoly. Seventh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Eighth, Cuphead. Ninth, Katamari da, da, Damasi. Damasi Reroll. And tenth, Zelda Breath of the Wild. And then we had, for other games in the top 30 that were new, we have Trials of Mana made it to 27th. That's my Katamari that's Roll. good. I, I like that. Yeah, if you haven't played Katamari, there's a um, demo for that, I believe, in there as well. Mm-hmm. So, Christina, you got a lot of demos you could be checking out. So, Katamari, I, I think you would. So. Yeah, exactly. That's how I've been feeling. But <laughs> yeah. that one was a really great one. But I did go back and play that uh, demo. I think when it first came back out on the Switch, and I was like, oh, this isn't isn't quite what I remember. But people still love it. It is a very cool, weird, interesting game. So speaking of cool, interesting games, here's the new releases we're into this week. And we're going to kick it off. I think I thought we already mentioned moving out, but we're mentioning it again. April 28th, moving out for $25. This is basically a moving sim version of Overcooked, where you get to play and yell and scream at people you love and what better thing to do when you're all locked together in the house this time of year? So, yeah, get on that physics-based moving sim. And uh, there is a demo if you don't want to throw oh. down those 25 bones. You can try it nice. out. Nice. Nice. I'm definitely oh. going to get a demo. Um, I, we, try, you know, we tried um, Overcooked in this household, and it um, did not work. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, 
Maybe moving out. This is fun. I like this photo where there's like an airplane and like you, the airplane's like flying over a highway and you need to like move stuff <laughs> into uh, this. I mean, hopefully it's a little bit more. The problem that I had with Overcooked, by the way, is that it got really hard really fast. Ooh. And mm. and we played like the first level or two where it was just kind of normal. And it got to go over here and make the chop the mushrooms. Right. And it's like, OK, we got that. But then it got really hard really fast, and I did not like that. Um, <laughs> Heather did not like that. I mean, I personally didn't even like that because I was like, this is too much. So hopefully this one does it. I'm going to download this demo right now. I'm very excited about it. Heard it here first on the pod. Download demoing is happening. Boom. Nice. I wow. remember you correctly, have to let us know. too. Last time we talked about it, it was when the Nintendo announced it in the in- was it an indie mm-hmm. indie yeah, announcement. You, that could be right. And, that could be right. Yeah, and it was right in the middle of when you were moving mods. And, oh, yeah. and this stressed you out. So it'll be interesting to see after you play it if, if that changes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys are trained. You've been training for this your whole yeah. lives. So You're moving ready. out should be nothing for you now. My body is ready. My <laughs> body <you> is ready. <laughs> uh, so next up, I'll, I'll talk about this one. On April 29th, there's uh, Dread Nautical coming out, $20. This is a turn-based RPG. And you're on this cruise liner and supernatural forces take over and there's monsters and and mysterious beings that just they take over. And you have to manage resources and convince survivors to fight with you to escape these forces. And at the bottom of the page, it says, expect to die a lot. And that (laughs) sounds like fun to me. (laughs) So I checked this one. Yeah. (laughs) I expect to do that in any game I play, though, to be exactly, fair. Yeah. That's yeah. True. So, I'm not yeah. And I checked this one as well. Look pretty cool. Pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I like the art style. Something worth keeping an eye on in the old wish list. I guess I'll do the next few over here. We can talk about this one all together because we all three check this one, which is a very rare occasion here on the pod. Ministry of Broadcast. Um, this is actually being published by a good friend over at HitSense um, and being developed by uh, Ministry of Broadcast Studios, which is very fun too. This is a really cool game. I mean, you, you got to be into this, you know, style of 16, 32 bit, you know, pixelated artwork, which, you know, we're kind of over, but also this kind of makes me into it. When uh, it's again, done well, when it's done well. Mm-hmm. This one is a narrative driven single player cinematic platformer mixing George Orwell's 1984 with modern reality TV. It's very, very cool. I love the just sort of look and feel of this game. Um, it's very, very nifty. Um, it says, um, a country is divided by the wall and to cross it and reach your family, you must compete on and win a reality TV show broadcast by the regime. So it's almost like a big brother, um, type of feel sort of, uh, you know, Berlin wall esque style. Um, it's very, very cool. And you, you talk to all the NPCs and do all this stuff. There's, you know, puzzle solving, all this stuff. It's only $15, so it looks pretty solid. Mm-hmm. It's releasing, um, yeah, on the 30th of April. So uh, it looks really cool. Yeah, it does have a po- very positive on Steam for this game. Now, one thing I will say, if you're a fan of Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery, if anybody's played that, it is currently on Switch. And I th- believe there's a demo, actually. Mm-hmm. But if, you were, if you've played that game, it this looks exact. I kept double-checking to see if it was mm-hmm. the same publisher or developer. It is a dead ringer for art style. Very, very similar. Sword and Sorcery was also handled very much the same. Very it had that pixel art that we know and love, but it, it elevated it and it did it in a way that was just 
it felt different, even though we've seen sort of the style. And I'm hoping this is very much the same. Uh, if you are thinking one or the other, if you like these games, $10 right now is Super Brothers. This is 15 Different theme, but very much same art style. So you may want to pick up both if you're kind of just in that mode right now. Mm, that is cool. I need to take a look at that. Yes, yeah, so that's by Cappy, um, that mm-hmm. one, which is a very um, awesome game studio. Yeah, very fascinating. I'm going to have to take a look and see because they do look very similar. Very correct. Yeah, and it and it's gorgeous. And the music, the way the music is implemented mm. in Super Brothers is wonderful. It's a, it's a really, really enjoyable game. I played it a little bit on phone. That's also on mobile and on Switch, and both are wonderful. I'll have to give that one a look. I'll put it on my wish list. There wish you go. List. I wish I could wish list on the website, but you can. Uh, me too. Come on, Nintendo. Oh. Yeah. All right. A few quick ones for you. I picked out um, a few on here. So I put Bubble, which is like a Bubble Bobble clone for, for mm-hmm. the kiddos. I just thought this was cute. I'm, uh, it looks like a phone game. But I'm going to put this on my wish list only because I, uh, Heather loves Bubble Bobble. And um, she hates when I buy games for her and they magically mm-hmm. appear on her Switch. I bought She's not liking eight- that. No, she hates it. She she what? hates it. She's like, why are you buying <laughs> games? Uh, I bought her the 89 cent solitaire and she got pissed at me. And she was like, oh, no. um, Wait, it's no. funny. Here, here's an update, what? an update for the listeners. Last week, you were all excited about it. <laughs> this week, it's been shot down. It is a thumbs down on the buying of games. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to do it what again. A roller coaster uh, ride. <laughs> that, that doesn't mean I'm going to stop, though. That's, That's only, right. Yeah. So, so this you is kind of cool. Down. Yeah, I can wear it down. Yeah, this is cool. I mean, um, if it goes on sale for like, you know, a few bucks, I'll pick it up for because she does like bubble bobble. And this is basically a bubble bobble type of clone with animals and stuff like that. So that's cool. Um, I also put gun crazy uh, on the list, which is a little run and gun a game. I watched a few um, video reviews of it. It's sort of like Mega Man esque style um, where the character she has this huge like uh, mega arm and like a cannon on her hand, which is kind of cool. Uh, from my understanding, there's basically no story at all, but you just kind of run and gun and go. It's short. It's quick. It's five dollars. So I'll put that on my wish list if it goes on sale for like ninety nine cents. And then the last one, which I think I can't go without talking about is Streets of Rage for people. Um, Streets of Rage for totally happening, coming out on all consoles. This is your classic side scroller beat em up brawler from the 90s. You cannot get any better than this. This is a collaboration from a whole bunch of studios with permission from Sega and it has up to four players online. So you and your friends can crush all the rages of the streets. Um, glad to see it come out. It looks really good. So that's Very it. That's my nice. update. Some great stuff. And with that, we get to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What you playing, Christina? Just Animal Crossing. More of that <laughs> all the time. So, okay. All right. Well, we can loop back around to that because I'm curious to see what you've been working on in Animal Crossing. I know for oh. me, it's more of the same Animal Crossing, Witcher 3. But the new addition to the lineup is that I did buy and started. And when I say started, I played like for three minutes of Bro Force. I have Bro I've Force. Gone, I pulled the trigger. And I've I've jumped from the helicopter and I am now in the jungle of Broforce. We are just shooting and running and gunning. I saved a few different of my comrades. Uh, really, really cool. Bros. Funny. Oh, yeah, my bros. Exactly. Bros. Oh, a few of uh, it's very over the top, very cool, very fun. But I I need to get some real serious bro time in there. And uh, Mats and I bro. will will crush it. 
because I'm curious to see how that is handled on when we do some co-op stuff. I don't know if if it's like Contra and you're just running around like when you save a bro, who becomes the bro? Is it whoever saved him? And I don't know. It'll, we'll have to figure out how all that works. But it's cool and it's and it's just so different than the other games I'm playing that it's a it's kind of a nice to have in the mix. It's really over the top. I mean, it, it, the music yeah, is intense. It's it's very like yeah. America, you know? What I mean? <laughs> it's <just> ridiculous. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it is a nice contrast compared to everything else. Um, yeah. And then it, it's fun to also text you. It's like, you want to bro down? Like, when do you yeah, want to oh, bro? Yeah. It's bro. Come yeah. on, bro. bro. No response, though. No response yeah. from a bro. I wasn't so ready that's... to bro. I was I was too busy plucking weeds. I was, you... I was doing everything the opposite <laughs> of broing. gardening and animal crossing. Yeah, I was animal crossing and not broing. I wasn't in the bro mode. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, sometimes you'll have that. Sometimes you'll have that. Uh, well, that's good. I'm glad you got it and glad you at least broed off the helicopter once. And once you get into it, it's it's just ridiculous to to unlock the other bros. So that's good. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I've been um, mostly just playing Animal Crossing uh, as well. Not a lot of update there. Like I said, I hopped into the Fortnite. I've been ring fit adventuring as always. Uh, it was fun to hop back into the Fortnite randomly and play that mm-hmm. one match. I don't really want to play more Fortnite currently but i do i do will say i will say that i do like the leveling system that they updated like achieving stuff all the things mm-hmm. um it reminds me like oh this game is very good but i do have a conundrum which is uh, when i play Fortnite, it's the only time i really use my pro controller and there is an unfortunate thing that has happened which is that my left thumbstick click in to run no longer works. So basically I can't run in Fortnite. Yeah, it's broken. Totally broken. Oh no. Um, Yep. So that's a bummer. Basically I need a new um, pro controller or wait for Nintendo to open back up and send it off to them. So it is a, it is a bummer there. No drifting. Just, uh, it just, I can't hold it down. Like it it, it clicks, but nothing happens. So I've, I've Fortnited too hard on my, my maybe it was all the broing. Maybe you, you you bro too hard. Bro, bro too, too hard. hard. Bro yeah. hard. Yeah. That's, that's got to be on the box. Don't bro too hard. <laughs> Don't bro too hard. Bro, <laughs> the Nintendo bro controller is delicately bro. It's very true. Very true. These are all accurate things that have happened. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, beyond that, my Animal Crossing, my day, my days. I haven't been playing as much because I've been working on this app as much as I can. But I uh, just daily turn upping. Uh, daily plucking. I, I am excited about my shrubs uh, and buying new stuff. Uh, by the way, we got Timmy and Tommy update, aka every uh, one item. Uh, they had to expand the entire shop so they could offer one more item, mm-hmm. um, and it's much <laughs> more expensive. I, I almost, I almost am yeah. on the pattern of always just clicking A really fast and just oh, I'll buy it because it's only a few thousand bells. And then there was a TV, and luckily I had deposited a bunch of my bells, so I didn't have very many. I like you know fifty thousand. And the TV that I had uh, was 60,000 bells. And luckily, wow. I, was, I didn't have enough bells or else I would auto purchase. So that was kind of crazy. I bought a laptop this morning for 70,000 bells. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but I, you need a laptop. I mean, yeah. come on. Gotta have I one. needed it for my office. Yeah. I haven't got an option for any of this cool tech on my island yet. We're still That's the very, first cool uh, thing I've gotten since Nook's Cranny has expanded. Everything else has been stuff I already own, which is kind of a bummer. But yeah. Yeah. I'll keep an eye. Well, any other quick updates about your islands? Anything else happening over there? Just yeah, For me, I'm just working on hybrid flowers, trying to get my flower game under control. I've got it. It's a my island's a mess right now. There is 
mass construction happening. Rivers are going nowhere. Things are, it's, I got to clean some trees out. It's, it's crazy on my eye. holes everywhere, but uh, yeah, I'm trying to get my flowers under control. But you do have nice waterfalls and that's all that really matters. I put a lot of time into those waterfalls. They're a real big <laughs> pain in the butt. And a lot of the times yeah. I would put something and I'm like, I can no longer get over. Like I, I had my house, my house is up on a three tier mound with waterfalls all around it. And I was going to sell turnips. So when I sell a lot of turnips, I get rid of everything in my inventory and just fill it with turnips. And then I ran to go to the airport to go to an island to sell them. And I could not. I realized I couldn't go anywhere. I had no more uh, pole vault stick. So I had oh. to quickly build a land <laughs> bridge so I could get back to, to to the airport. So that's one of the things that I'm working on currently is kind of figuring out how to navigate my island in the moment. I, I have kind of three big projects happening. And I started a fourth one last night. I'm moving all my villagers into like a suburb suburb area. Nice. And I have like three more houses to move, some things that got to get demolished. Then I'm moving my house into a three tier area, which is going to have, I'm going to have to build two inclines, which that's going to take like three days. And then I have a cool little, when you fly over into my island, I have a cool like mural on the ground. Oh, well, I'll have to fly Uh, in soon. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Got to open it up so uh, we can come visit. (laughs) Well, I need more orange flowers. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. I may have some. But, but, uh, and then the last thing is I have like a national park camping area. Oh, my but, goodness. Yeah. So I'm focusing on all those big kind of projects right now. Well, I'm trying to just that's figure it. out where my campsite's going to be. So that's my update. <laughs> you can always move it later. <laughs> that's true. I, I'm, 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 I, me and Heather were both at the state where we're ready to do major reconstruction of laying everything down. I have some inspiration. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see next week if we're able to do that. But I think it's going to do it for this week's dispatch. We got to run. We got to go tend those flowers, pick those weeds. Hope you all do the same and sell those turnips for high prices. People go and get them. So until next week, this has been your Nintendo Dispatch.